Yo, yo. Yo, yo, you feel me? You feel me? Does everyone feel me right now? Because I'm trying to be felt. Yo, my name is Trip9 and I'm in IT sales. Yes, that means I sell computers. For those who don't know what the word IT means, that's Dell, HP, Lenovo, and all the rest. I work with tech directors in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. We're not going to do none of that rippity rap stuff with your pants hanging down and stuff. No, no, this is a tech talk interview. This is a Tech Talk interview with your hosts, Trip9 and John Giordano, coming to you live from New England, your beloved GovConnection sales reps. And today I have an interview for you from one of our good customers from Arkansas, of all places. So stay tuned right after this break. Are you lonely? Are you looking for meaning in life? Wondering if you have any significance? Maybe you're trying to find that missing piece. Try Love Connection. Oh, shoot. Oops, sorry. I I mean, Gov Connection. Your one-stop shop for all your IT needs. Thank you. So, John abandoned me today. He took a vacation day to go ride motorcycles. How lame is that? But the good news is, I know this customer well. So please put your hands together for Chris Mahoney and one of his technicians, Zach. Well, um, guys, thank you so much for joining us on a Tech Talk interview. And John Giordano would have joined us, but he uh, decided to take a vacation day. So he's out probably racing his motorcycle. And uh, anyway, tell me, Chris, so you're the IT director of Lake Hamilton and Zach, you work with Chris. How did you guys get into technology in the first place? You go first, Chris. Um, you want to go first, Chris? Yeah, I was um, uh, I was in education at the uh, University of Arkansas at Little Rock uh, in the education department, and they hired me as their um, lab manager because I was a Macintosh guy. And uh, that's the way I ended up getting into like Hamilton is because uh, about the time that uh, their director of technology was leaving, uh, they had uh, purchased uh, over a million dollars worth of Macintosh, and this is back in 1996. And uh, oh wow, they needed a Mac person. There weren't very many that Mac people out there at that time, so that's how I ended up here. So you you've been with the district since 1996? Uh yeah yeah this month uh, going on 20 years here. That is amazing. What about you, Zach? Um, I graduated high school in 2008, and uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, I never, I always played video games, and I never was really into technology or building the computer. And uh, I talked to my grandpa, who passed away last year, and uh, he was like one of the most important male figures in my life. And I asked him what he thought I should do with my life, what career path I should take, and he looked at me and he said, uh, computers aren't ever going to go away, Zach. I think you ought to do something with those. So I immediately went to college and started learning about computers and uh, ended up getting a summer job out here at Lake Hamilton. And now I'm going on uh, four years full-time, and this will be my actual fifth year here this summer. So That's yeah, great. Funny story uh, how uh, Zach came about. And now I've known Zach. He's been running around the central office uh for uh 
20 years that I can remember. Uh, uh, his mom worked in central office, so I, I remember seeing him as a little kid down here. Um, <laughs> but he kept asking me if there was a job available, and um, I didn't really have any positions available, but I, my summer workers had left. And I ran into him, and I said, well, why don't you come down and, and help us out for a couple of months? And uh, we just never uh, sent him a away yeah i got lucky um in fact my boss finally came to me uh the following year and he said um now you're not going to be able just to keep hiring people like this just uh for summer and then keep them working all year long <laughs> uh, so he did create a position for a new position and zach uh went through the interview process and ended up getting the job so uh, we're lucky to have him here. That's great. Well, tell me, guys, besides technology, what other hobbies do you have? I mean, you deploy systems, you lay cable, you implement switches, but tell me about some other stuff that you guys do. I like uh, hunting and fishing and then uh, playing video games. I play a lot of video games. Um, I like to play with my boys, me and my, my three-year-old, and we like to go fishing. We like shooting fireworks. Uh, um, but mainly my hobbies are, are deer hunting and uh, dove hunting and just fishing out here on all the lakes in Arkansas. Cool. What about you, Chris? So about uh, seven or eight years ago, I got a got my first sailboat, and I spend most of my time sailing. Uh, uh, we have a, a large lake, Lake Washita, um within 20 minutes of school, so uh, I'm able to take advantage of that. I'm able to stay on my boat, you know, a couple nights a week uh, and on the weekends. So it's uh, uh, it's kind of a lifestyle. Um, I plan to retire um, someday to the Caribbean and nice. uh, have a sailboat down there. Uh, to live on at least for at least for a couple of years uh i may be back but i may end up just staying down there oh, that's cool i never knew that chris that reminds me of that movie six days and seven nights have you seen that uh yeah yeah that's yeah, there probably won't be any plane crashes involved i hope no I, I hope not either but it was a cool survival story so all right. Well, this is a question you know, I like Captain Ron. Yeah. <laughs> you, ever, you ever seen Captain Ron? No, haven't seen that one. But yeah, that's kind of our our theme movie, the sailboaters that uh, go down there. Um, pretty good movie to watch. All right. Cool. Well, this next question I ask everyone I interview, and I want to hear it from both of you: Star Wars or Star Trek, and why? Star Wars for for me because I don't know just Star Trek has never like been interesting to me but I grew up like my parents were 70s babies or 70s teenagers and they liked it so when I was a kid that's what that's what I watched and that was a big movie for them and they made it a big movie for me and I mean I'm I guess I'm pretty excited that Disney bought them but I mean I don't know how the new movie's gonna be but I'll definitely see it yeah me too what about you Chris you know, that's a hard comparison because they're two different things. I'd have to be um, 
I'd have to say Star Trek, but uh, I just, I, you know, I can't say that I like one better than the other. Um, I'm, they're on my playlist to, to watch. Uh, I watch marathons quite often, and, uh, you know, I just enjoy it. Uh, enjoy both of them. Of course, you know, uh, Star Wars being more of a movie type thing, uh, uh, the um, uh, special effects are much better and believable, more believable. Yeah. Of course. So, yep. uh, yeah, it's a hard comparison. Uh, they, they both rank high in my uh, favorite shows to watch. Okay, cool. Well, switching gears here, tell me about some of the, the new technology that you guys are interested in uh, that you're working with on the district. New technology that we're interested in, that we're working with here, like I would like to get uh, – maybe Chris could buy me one of those $65,000 iWatches and see how we can <laughs> implement that here in the school district. What do you think about that? Yeah, just get the grant proposal uh, person to write a grant for that. Yeah. Maybe you could send us one, Tripp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watch. He's, he's a uh, Android user. He wouldn't know how to use an iWatch. Yeah, probably not. And that, in the, on that note, uh, probably a better question than Star Trek versus Star Wars would be Mac versus PC. I think that would get people fired up on your question and answers. Oh, you're right. I if I sit down at a Mac trip, I don't even know. I mean, if I plug a flash drive into a Mac, I don't even know how to open it. But yeah. I can run a PC with my eyes closed. But you don't have to open it. It pops up on the desktop. See, he doesn't know that. I don't. <laughs> it's just easier. They're easier. They run. You know, people don't know that. No, they so obviously, he's a PC person. I'm a Mac person. Yep. So you guys, uh, you got a lot of students using iPads right now, right? Um, more – well, it's been iPads in the past, but we're pretty much uh, equal iPad to Chromebooks now. So uh, Chromebooks are being used just as much as iPads. Yeah, that's true. It probably has 60 um, – maybe 70 carts out there and and it is it's about half and half now um but this is just in the past uh year and a half that we bought nearly three thousand chromebooks yep and i've touched every one of them and set them all up from start to finish you guys finding you're getting a lot of breakage with kids or are they staying pretty intact um the breakage is i mean the first year wasn't so bad, but this past year we probably sent uh, 50 or so to be repaired, which 50 out of 2,500 isn't bad, you know? No, not it at all. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, we've, we've spent, uh, you know, close to $10,000 just on repairs in the last year and a half. So um, we get, we, you know, the breakage out of the car, the, the Chromebooks don't uh, – they're more like a laptop. They don't have a case. Um, yep. So they, if they're dropped, uh, uh, most of the time they're fine, but, you know, sometimes it will mess up the screen. And that's our biggest repair issue is replacing screens on uh, both the iPads and the 
the Chromebooks. Now, would you guys recommend an accidental damage warranty to other IT directors for Chromebooks, or is that, you know, not worth the money? Uh, I think we explored that early on, and uh, the extra money, uh, since, since it's only um, kind of a random thing, uh, we're spending about sixty to eighty bucks to repair. Uh, and I think we were, I, I think spreading that out over 2,000 items uh, when we're averaging about 10 at a time, you know, 10 a month or so, uh, it hasn't reached uh, being cost-effective for us yet. Okay. We did, have, we did have warranty at first, and I remember the first one that broke, I... Uh, I called them and tried to get it replaced, and they sent me this email and told me to print this paper off, and it was like a paper you held up to the screen, and if it was broken in any area that they, like, had marked, it wasn't covered under warranty since the kid had, you know, broken it. If it was, like, in the very middle of the screen, they wouldn't replace it. It was it was a very strict warranty. So. Oh, man. And was that HP, or what warranty was that? It was Samsung at the or time. Sa okay, Samsung. Okay. So... But now we're mainly Dell. Like, we've been ordering Dells. We went from Samsung to HP, and we had two different versions of HP, and now we've got the, the new Dell Chromebooks. Okay. Which are by far the best Chromebooks that we've had. Yeah, no, Dell, they make a good machine. And their their new yeah. variation this year is definitely – it impressed me. I really, really like it. Cool. All right, next question for you guys. What would you say is the best IT move – of the 2014 to 2015 school year. And if I had to phrase that in another way, we're trying to get some good IT practices and spread spread them around to other IT directors. And just based off of some of the things that you've implemented in hindsight, you know, it really have, have come to say, okay, that was a really good move. What's the best one? We've, uh, we've implemented a new way to image. We've been using the Symantec Ghost as an imaging server and uh, imaging all our computers here in the office and then carrying them out. Uh, this year, Jay Rhodes, our, uh, one of our field techs, well, he's not really a field tech. He does, he works with eSchool and uh, all that stuff. Like, he's the data person here. He, uh, he found a new imaging solution called Fog, and we've implemented that, and we put our machine, we set up the server, and we, uh, you register to that uh, Fog server, and um, you can put them in place and hook them up to the internet. And all you have to do is put them up to the network card, and they pull the image down right there. And uh, so there's really we just set it and forget it, and it names and joins the computer to the domain, and uh, it takes care of everything. Um, and we have one image pretty much for everything except for like the newer machines. It loads generic drivers and everything. So you pretty much go in there and boot it up. And you can walk away, and it's done. It's taken uh, it's taken uh, uh, a lot of time that they are spending, but we're the to image a lab. It was taking us, uh, you know, a whole day to go in there and image all those machines, and it's turned that into just a, like an hour process. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you go back, and it's done. Uh, so uh, efficiency-wise, that's that's helped us a lot. Um, and is one that of our big? Uh, what was that? I was going to say, is that F-O-G or F-O-G-G? 
F-O-G. Okay, fog. I'll have to put that in the show notes. Um, testing has been a, a huge uh, thing this year, and uh, probably our biggest move was to to uh, uh, complete our our projects of uh, getting all the classrooms access points. Uh, so getting wireless coverage has been bit, been really big in the last year since we've increased the number of Chromebooks uh, by so much. Okay. Bandwidth, um, you know, that's that's one of our our big things that we increased last year uh, that's helped us a lot also. Now, do you allow students to access the the bandwidth with their devices? Uh, and by that I mean their cell phones. Uh, in the upper grades, they do have uh, a BYOD network that they can access. However, that's uh, it's quite limited, and it's going to be even more limited because we found that they were using that to to download their software updates and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, uh, they're going to have to update from home now, but they will be able to get on the um, internet to you know uh, safe sites. Uh, only uh, from their uh, phones and my devices and so forth. Okay. All right, here's another question for you guys. What is one of the biggest frustrations still, just on a day-to-day basis? It could be software updates. It could be, you know, bandwidth. What would you say, you know, going into the 2015 school year? Well, right now we're having to – we're having to stop, it seems like, every hour to unload a big truck that's got 10, 15 pallets on it full of computers that we've got to worry about carrying to all the buildings. That's, it's frustrating, but it's uh, it's finally here, and we're getting it set up, getting ready for school to start, you know, but that would be the fr- most frustrating thing for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, Chris? Uh, my most frustrating thing this year has been uh, – uh, dealing with the budget and uh, uh, trying to keep uh, keep technology flowing in with a decreasing technology budget. Sure. Um, we had a lot of construction going on, so got a lot more money going to uh, um, you know, buildings right now. And you know that that pendulum swings back and forth. Uh, hoping next year that we'll be able to spend more on technology. Uh, okay. Uh, just maintaining, uh, you know, uh, an efficient network, keeping everything going. Uh, I have uh, I have four technicians, uh, and we have over six thousand devices in the district, and um, they're very efficient at, at keeping those running. But you know, dealing with uh, uh, priorities and trying to get uh, uh, sometimes I have to pull the guys off of one project that they're doing to take care of uh, something that uh, needs to be done, you know, immediately and stuff like that. And I'm sure that's frustrating for them because they can be in the middle of something and, and they've got to call them off to, to go, you know, fix somebody's uh, printer or something like that. So yeah. Plenty of frustrations. This time of year, everything uh, uh, starts, starts to build um, and become, critical everything's got to work that first day of school yeah i was about to say trip like that question this time of year that's a loaded question yeah <laughs> the office and the district are, is full of uh frustration right now 
It has been for the last couple months. Now, how do you guys manage your workload? Is that in a ticket system? Yeah, we used uh, we, we use a work order system that we've uh, uh, had and built on for several years, uh, and it was uh, uh, it was just a little a uh, little small work order system, but we've kind of expanded it our, ourselves. Is that uh, uh, organic one, or what's the name of it? Uh, pretty much organic. Okay, so it's just uh, kind of homegrown. Yes, we got it from another uh, uh, school years ago, uh, probably 15 years ago, and it's just kind of grown with us. Just a, um, you know, basically a, a web-based work order system. Okay, all right. Well, here's the last question I want to throw at you guys, and then I'll let you go. Uh, this is a fun question, but if you were on a tropical island and can only bring one piece of technology, what would it be and why? Zach, you go first. What would I bring to a, just one piece of technology? <laughs> yeah, one piece of technology. Oh, I mean, do I if I bring a phone, do I get a phone charger? <laughs> I mean, uh, a generator like that's what I guess I would bring a fully charged phone, a fully charged satellite phone, so I can get off. All right. Yeah. I asked that to uh, another IT director with the last one, and yeah, he t he said he'd bring like a, a high bandwidth radio phone. Like he had it all thought out, you know, just so he can get yeah. off the island. I'm like, man, yeah. you guys are so practical. I would bring my, you know, I'd probably bring my, my iPhone or something, and then, you know, after eight hours, I'd probably be screwed. But <laughs> what, what about you, um, Chris? Yeah, that would have been my thought as a satellite phone so I could uh, get off and get um, you know, back to civilization. Although, uh, um, I might not want to leave. So, <laughs> uh, might bring my iPhone to, to, uh, to, you know, play some games for a little while. And then, uh, you know, I, I'd really have to have a knife. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I bring a fire starter if that's, a, if that counts as a piece of technology. Yeah. I'll, pro I'll probably switch up the question, and, and in the future I'll have to say, okay, if you're on a tropical island that had power and could bring one piece of technology, what would it be and why? <laughs> that had power, yeah. Yeah. So, well, cool, guys. Well, thanks so much for just giving me some time here. What I'll do is I will let you know when this episode goes live. All right, friends, that was Chris Mahoney and one of his technicians, Zach, over at Lake Hamilton School District in Lake Hamilton, Arkansas. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope there's some good value for you there. And please go to techtalkinterviews.com forward slash techtalk002 for the show notes, as well as the video short, which is a fun little animation that I did with one of the scenes in here. And... If you'd like to be kept in the loop with the weekly emails of the upcoming episodes, you can text the word Tech Talk to 33444. And again, we are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so please subscribe and leave us a great review. Thank you.